we're back with another edition of Money Be Green. But before we get into all of that, I heard you had a little rant that you wanted to get off your chest, Brian. Oh, fuck. Yo, are you on Twitter and seeing like Elon Musk's tweets, his shitty tweets? No, that, I just like, try to just, stay away from it. Well, what did he say? What this, did he say like, I don't follow this motherfucker. And every time I go on this app, I see his fucking lame ass tweets on my timeline because he apparently, I think, made it so that everyone could see his lame ass tweets and his tweets are not fucking funny or witty or smart he's using memes from like 2012 and he's not fucking funny and he sucks and he's ruining that app and that's my rant yeah you know what he is ruining the app and we've seen some like things kind of break down on twitter i know some people's they weren't allowed to follow people they exceeded the limit they got some weird rules on there i'm curious to see how long twitter lasts under this elon musk era but yeah i'm, I'm over I it already I hope he sells it, and I hope that it's look. We have betting shit to talk about, so we won't go long on this. But um, yeah, just fuck him. I'm cool. Like, all right, <laughs> let's get into money be green. Look like money, motherfucker. Money be green. Money feel like money. That shit look green to you. All right, so we gotta start off with the fight that everyone's talking about. We'll get to the nerdy fight a little bit later. But I'm talking about Jake Paul and Tommy Fury. So let's take a look at the odds for it because the line has actually moved. So Jake Paul was a favorite. He was a minus 160 and Fury was a plus 125. That has actually moved. Now Jake Paul is a minus 180 and Fury is a plus 140. He's the underdog in this one, Tommy Fury, but the favorite outcome is Jake Paul to win at decision at plus 180, and a Jake Paul stoppage would be a plus 220, and Fury, well, he's the underdog, so a decision win for him is a plus 500, and a stoppage win for him is a plus 280. Brian, tell me how you're going to be betting for this one. This is excruciating. Um, I've gone back and forth. No, seriously, like I've gone back and forth. Uh, on this fight for a minute now. Um, and ever since it got announced, I've always had the sort of feeling that Jake Paul's going to win this shit, isn't he? You know what I mean? Because I've been one of the people saying, wait till he fights an actual boxer. And then they handpicked Tommy Fury, which you got to raise your eyebrow a little bit, right? Even though Tommy Fury is a half-brother of Tyson, cousin of Hughie, son of John, he's not necessarily like... The most high level boxer there is to 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 put it that way and if you watch him fight you'll know like he's flawed he's still very young and he can get better i'm i hope that he does take jake paul seriously though because if i if he does then he could actually win this fight but i've been leaning jake paul by knockout ever since it's got announced which you can still find at plus odds i'm trying to remember the exact number but on like BetMGM, for example, Jake Paul was as low as like a minus 143 favorite. Tommy Fury was plus 130 straight up by knockout. It was around plus 200, plus 220 or so on DraftKings. So depending on where you look, you could actually find good odds on this. Um, it's not the favorite. Like the, the books expect Jake Paul to win uh, a narrow decision. And in looking at it, like you look at um, Jake Paul's resume, which we've talked about. Ben Askren is there, Nate Robinson, Tyron Woodley, you know, guys who don't box. And the best guy that he beat was Anderson Silva. But when you watch Anderson Silva, who was 47 years old at the time, he looked better than Tommy Fury's last opponent, who was like 10 and 2, right? And Daniel, whatever his name is. 
And Tommy Fury, if you look at his resume, I'm trying to find the exact stat that I pulled out. But there are a lot of guys. Okay, here we go. Fury's opponents were combined 14, 175, and 5 with six knockouts before his last fight where he beat a dude who was 10 and 1 at the time. I don't know how he got to 10 and 1, but he's 10 and 1. And, you know, you've seen this in UK with UK boxers like Liam Smith, Dylan White, and Joe Cordina. Like, seriously, you'll see them early in their careers. They'll beat guys who are legitimately 2 and 43 and 9 and 49 and 7 and 30. So this is part of the UK sort of process. And it happens in America, too. Like, you look up some guys, like, they have these guys on the resume. But ultimately, like, I just think Jake Paul's going to win this. And if you ask me what I think is going to happen, I think Jake Paul wins by knockout. But if you ask me what I want to happen... That's a different discussion. Yeah, I mean, that's a discussion that we probably won't have because we're trying to make, obviously, us all against Vegas, right? That's what we want to see here. <laughs> the way that I'm going with this fight, I've been – it's been hard for me to pick which way I want to go because you kind of mentioned it. Jake Paul handpicked Tommy Fury. And what does Jake Paul want to do? He wants to win. So it's very interesting that he handpicked Tommy Fury. And I feel like who wants it more – that would be Jake Paul because if he wins this one, he's actually going to be ranked in the cruiserweight division. So he really wants this because he doesn't like the fact that he's being called a YouTube boxer. He wants to be taken seriously. And don't get it twisted. I do appreciate the fact that, you know, he has really supported women's boxing and everything that he's done. And I'm, I don't, I'm not mad at him trying to get the bag. No way. But in this fight, he's fighting a guy, Tommy Fury, who actually has a pretty good jab. Right. But Tommy Fury doesn't have devastating power. And we all know that Jake Paul has this right hand. The one thing that I did notice, though, is that Jake Paul hates to fight on the inside. Every time a fight is on the inside, he'll tie you up. He's not comfortable fighting on the inside. He doesn't want to bang with you on the inside. Yeah. So I think if Tommy Fury tries to bang with him on the inside, maybe he'll have a little bit of luck there. But I think whoever establishes the jab first is possibly going to win this fight. The only thing is Tommy Fury, and we talked about this, Brian, is he leaves his chin exposed at times. And mm -hmm. I think Jake Paul is going to be able to probably land that right on him. How good is his chin? We haven't seen too much of Tommy Fury. Of course, he has an amateur record. I think his best win on his record is probably Anthony Taylor, maybe. And I think that was, if I'm not mistaken, on the Jake Paul, Nate Robinson undercard. I could be wrong, but it was on one of the Jake Paul undercards, which that fight was on. And that's probably like his best win. But as you look at his record, I mean, Tommy Fury, what is he? He's like eight and oh, four of those wins coming by way of knockout. So right away, you kind of know, yeah, he has a 50% knockout rate. But early on, if you got power, you're usually like knocking out dudes left, right and center. So he doesn't have that devastating power. So I'm going to roll with Jake Paul in this one because I think he specifically handpicked Tommy Fury so he could possibly knock him out and get to, you know, be ranked in the cruiserweight division. And I actually think Jake Paul has a pretty good chance to knock him out. And on those odds, if you're going with the stoppage or the knockout, it's a plus 220. And that's what I would probably roll with. But also there is some value at taking Jake Paul uh, by decision at plus 180 as well if you think Tommy Fury can handle his power. Yeah, and I will note that Tommy Fury has a four-inch reach advantage, and he better use it. I didn't like how he looked in his last fight, uh, just in terms of like what you said, keeping his chin in the air. 
I think his opponent had his chin more tucked than Tommy Fury did, as a matter of fact. And if Jake Paul, nothing else, he's going to have that right hand. To your point, with Anderson Silva, whenever Anderson Silva, because Anderson Silva was actually trying to fight on the inside. He would tie him up, try to fight off a distance. Jake Paul actually has a decent reach for somebody who's 6'1". He has a 76-inch reach. But Tommy Fury has an 80-inch reach. And he has a good jab. Like, that's one thing I'll say. He has to use it. I just feel like there's going to be spurts where he gets overly emotional and tries to bang. And I just don't think that's going to go well for him. Um, But listen, man. He better win because he's a fury, and they might disown this dude if he doesn't. <laughs> and yeah. for Jake Paul, like I just, I, I fear what would happen if he won this fight. It's going to be a lot of what are you going to, what are they going to say now? Da, 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 da. And it's like, yo, to be honest, Tommy Fury is not like the sort of gatekeeper of all things boxing here. Like he's, <laughs> he's not fighting on behalf of the entire sport. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's also like for such a long time, I'm like, why doesn't he fight a real boxer? What's going to happen when he fights a real boxer? But like, we kind of had this conversation with, uh, uh, you know, one of our good friends from fight hype Ben. And he's like, unless Tommy Fury got some new skills in his bag. I mean, I don't know if he's going to beat him or not. So I think Jake Paul once, if he does beat Tommy Fury, we're not going to hear the end of it. He's going to be yeah. a real boxer. And I want to see him in the ring with better competition then. Because this is a step up. He's gotten better. That's the thing, too, with Jake Paul, though, is you have to admit that he has gotten better every fight. Sure. And yeah. he has stepped up his competition in every fight. Now, some of that competition were former MMA fighters that were retired. But nonetheless, it's gotten better than Nate Who Robinson, weren't even right? strikers in their MMA career, Ben Askren. Um, and who were college wrestlers who became UFC strikers, which is way different than boxing striking Tyron Woodley. Uh, But yeah, I mean, look, he beat Anderson Silva, who beat a former world champion, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. However, we should know that kind of comes with damn near an asterisk because Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. is a very complicated talking point if you know boxing at all. Uh, We could leave it at that. Um, and, And then the last thing for me on this Tommy Fury thing, like I, I think he, I think he thinks that because he's a Fury, he's just going to walk in there and win this fight. And I don't think he's that much better. He shouldn't even be an underdog, really. But I don't well, think he's that much better than than Jake Paul to be thinking that way. So I, I well, here's hopefully the thing. he talk, takes it seriously is where I'm at. We talk about pressure, right? So Jake Paul wants this, right? He wants to be taken seriously. He wants to be ranked in the cruiserweight division. But I think there's more pressure actually on Tommy Fury coming into this one because he's got Agreed. the name to live up to, yeah. right? So if he goes in there and he loses to Jake Paul, he's going to be seen as a joke. Yeah. He's never going to live that down. And it's always going to be a knock to him. And it goes back to the fact that, you know, he was on Love Island. He's not really into this. He's just doing this because of the name. If Tommy Fury actually wants to take boxing seriously, he has to win this fight. And if he wants other people to take him seriously in this sport and not just ride off the coattails of that name, I think he has more pressure on him. So it'll be interesting to see if he wants it more because we know Jake Paul wants this. We know that he wants this. Either way, both of these dudes are going to make money. So I'm all with that. But we want to know here at the mandatory who you're rolling with. Are you rolling with Jake Paul? Are you going to be rolling with Tommy Fury? Let us know. This is an interactive show. You can hit us up on our social media platforms. You'll see the ticker going below the ways that you can connect with us. And also, I forgot to mention, if you like the content, make sure to hit that subscribe button 
make sure to hit that like button. And if you got a couple of minutes, also leave a rate and review. Now, we got to go to a fight that could potentially be, and I think it's going to be fight of the year, Brian. It's one for, you might say for the nerds, but I think if you're a boxing fan, you're going to love this one. It's going to be a banger. Subriel Matias and Jeremias Ponce. This one is... Matias, a minus 400 on the money line. And then you got Ponce at a plus 270. He's the underdog on the money line. Brian, who are you rolling with? And by the way, thank you for uh, teaching me how to say the names, uh, <laughs> you know, with with a little bit of authenticity and uh, not butchering it. Subriel Matias and Jeremias Ponce, uh, from my understanding. My Spanish is a work in progress as well, despite me being Puerto Rican, but that's a complicated subject that we can get into another time. <laughs> we will get into um, it. <laughs> speaking of being Puerto Rican, Subriel Matias is in this fight, and that's like, I'm super excited because I feel like Puerto Rico's going to have another world champion. And very few things excite me more than um, yet another Puerto Rican uh, becoming a world champion in boxing. This motherfucker is, is scary, okay? He's 18 and 1 with 18 knockouts. He is one of the absolute hardest punchers at 140 pounds. And that includes Regis Prograde. That includes just anybody in that division. Um, I actually would love to see him fight Regis Prograde at some point this year. We may or may not have somebody in the show coming up who might have something to say about that. But we can yes. uh, we can get to that perhaps uh, later in a future episode that won't be too far down the line. <laughs> but in terms, of, in terms of sizing this up, he's scary in the pocket. He can hit you from distance a little bit, but he is so good at pressure fighting and really wears you down and breaks you down over the course of the fight. He did it to Malik Hawkins. He did it to a whole bunch of guys he's fought against. And then Herma Esponce, um, skilled, talented, not as many fights as you'll find on YouTube because he hasn't been on TV as much, but he has a nice win over Luis Ritson, which is probably his best one, um, over in the UK. And uh, it's 30-0 and with 20 knockouts, though. Resume, I mean... Not tremendous. You would say Matias has a better resume here. And then in going on to the actual betting portion of this, for me, I've been saying that Subriel Matias would knock out Jeremiah Ponce for months. And this fight has been in limbo for a long time. It was supposed to happen at some point in the summer. It got pushed to October on the Deontay Wilder card. Then there was a visa issue with Ponce. Then it got pushed back again. And then... Subriel apparently said that I'm going to make him pay for that through a translator. I'm going to make him pay for making me wait because he wants to become a fucking world champion already. And I think he's 30 or 31. So he's like, yo, let's get this shit on the road. Subriel by knockout, minus 160 on FanDuel, minus 170, minus 180 in other places. I would say jump on the price now uh, before it gets to minus 200 because I could see that happening before fight night or something very close to that. He's going to win by knockout. I'm confident in this. If he doesn't, then I'm going to be very stunned. And I'm. it's rare that, because look, this is betting and this is boxing. Yeah. Anything could happen. And I'm not, look, no one over here is batting a thousand with their bets. But this is one that I feel confident in. Uh, and then I have some like actual money on him. I'm not just doing this for the sake of the show. So I would say that he's going to win by knockout. And I think he can potentially do so early as well. Yeah, and we should also mention that last week Brian was two and zero. I was one and one. So we should keep that record going throughout this. But nobody is batting a thousand. For me, listen, you kind of broke it all down there, Matias. We know that he's a pressure type of fighter, likes to fight in the middle of the ring, and he's got heavy hands and. 
his power is real. He's got this devastating power and he likes to walk you down. And I don't know what's up with him, but he doesn't get tired. His stamina is crazy. This guy could run a marathon, come into the ring, knock your ass out, and then go back and run another marathon. <laughs> okay, he, and he also has a chin too, which is very important a, to know. He's got a crazy chin. So going back to that chin, because his one loss was a decision loss against Petrus Anayan in a fight where they actually had a rematch. And then uh, Subaru Matias came back and that one landed a big right hook with power, got the victory in the ninth round. And that mm -hmm. was a fight where people said that he was going through some things outside of the ring. So he wasn't actually himself, but he has been down before in that first Anayan fight. I think he was in the seventh round. And that was just a fight where like he just didn't seem like himself, but the thing is, he will trade with you. And Ponce, right, he's at his best when he's walking down his opponents. He's overwhelming you with punches as well. He does have power punches, and he throws with power, but he doesn't have that devastating type of power that Subaru Matias does. But it's like the same type of style where they like to overwhelm you. They like to come forward and... Yeah, they like to be aggressive with you in the ring. And 20 of those wins for Jeremias is... 20 of those 30 wins are by knockout. So, like, you, he has decent power, but it's not that devastating one where, you know, you could see it with the eye test where you're like, whoa, that's crazy power. Because I feel like Matias has that. He's also on a three-fight KO streak. Keep that in mind. He doesn't have any, like, major names on the resume, as Brian was saying. But um, the one edge that I think he does have is the height and reach advantage. The thing about this fight, though, is that I think if um, Jeremiah Ponce wants to win this fight, He's gonna have to outbox him, right? Because you don't. Good want luck to... with that. <laughs> well, well, that's a th well, well, that's the thing. He's gonna have to outbox him because, and that's not really Ponce's style. Ponce's style is like being the aggressor, being in the middle of the ring, throwing hands. But you don't want to trade with a guy like Subriel Matias because, like I said, he's gonna run a marathon, come back in, knock you out, go back, run a marathon, <laughs> and then probably have like a victory party. Um, but. Hermes Ponce, I wouldn't sleep on him. Like, I like the odds of him on the money line, like a plus 270. Sure. But the thing about it is the both of these guys fought, I believe, Jonathan Jose Ennis. And Ennis knocked down Ponce in the third round. And Matias finished Ennis in, like, five rounds. And I just go back to that fight. And you can't really judge a fighter off one fight because you never know what they're going through. But I think Matias has the power. It's devastating. I give him the edge in the resume. I also give him the edge in having a better chin because just as much as he throws hard, he takes a hard punch to the chin as well. And if Ponce wins, he wants to outbox him. But he's better when he's the aggressor. And coming forward and you know overwhelming you with punches but like i said you don't want to trade with a guy like subriel matias because he's got those heavy hands and ponce's chin a little bit sus i'm just gonna throw that in there uh -huh. i've got matias winning by knockout and i looked on FanDuel, and if you go because i have him winning in the middle rounds five through seven so by knockout on FanDuel, it's a minus 160 alternate round betting though i'm taking subriel matias to win at rounds five through eight plus 230 okay so value there that was something i looked at and I, I i i could double back on that so the fight against jonathan jose ennis i just want to mention ponce was in his hometown ennis so people who because if you heard that name you're like who the fuck is that look yeah. me too honestly because he was 25 13 and one going into that fight and ponce eked out a decision uh, unanimous decision, but scorecards were 96-93, 96-92, and 95-94. And you don't want to be doing that against a journeyman. 
So the prop that I like, if we're going, because I'm obviously going to go Subriel by knockout, just straight up, minus 160, why not? That's a pretty good number for something that I think is actually going to happen. But on FanDuel, since we're using their odds, Subriel's knockout uh, in the alternate and the alternate <laughs> that was funny that you laughed yeah at that. we're gonna leave that there but like yeah. you know there's an inside joke yeah. around there somewhere alternative uh, alternative group round betting one which is my favorite you got Subriel to win by knockout between rounds one and six and seven through 12 before one through six was plus 220 and seven through 12 was plus 170 now it's plus 210 for one through six and plus 180 seven through 12 I jumped on one through six when it was plus 220. That's coming down a little bit. Yeah. I think potentially this can be not super early, but I think it could be a little bit early, even though like Ponce might hang around because, you know, Subriel, he knocks everybody out, but he also doesn't do it all like early in the fight. It's kind of like a breaking you down. And then he gets to do his last couple fights. The Jukumbayev one, if you want to look up like who he really is. Look up that fight because that was a war. He got rocked yeah. a couple times and came back and just won that fight by making him retire on the stool after the eighth round. In fact, his last three wins were all uh, guys that he made retire on their stool, two of whom were undefeated in rounds nine, nine, eight, and six, respectively. So, yeah, I, I think this is going to be potentially early because, like you said, you know, Ponce is going to try to bang with him, and I think that's going to be a mistake. I like five through eight. I like rounds five through eight because I don't want to take because Jer- Jeremiah Ponce is a really, really good boxer, but against Matias, like it's stylistically, it's a really good matchup. But Matias just has the power, and Ponce has to get away from what he's normally good at, fight off the back foot, which is which he's good at, but he has to outbox him, and it's like that's not your strength. Your strength is like banging on the inside, overwhelming guys, and it's just like you want to do that against Subriel Matias. Mm. nonetheless this one is going to be a banger fight of the year let us know how you're going to bet it drop some comments below also remember to follow us on our social media platforms you'll see the ticker below the ways that you can connect with us and nonetheless i also want to mention if you got a couple of minutes leave a rate and review let us know how we did and also we're going to keep track on our record so for this betting session for money be green we both have jake paul by knockout and Mm -hmm. you're taking subriel matias by knockout are you taking alternate round betting uh, so we're both taking soup. This is going to be a three bet sort of thing, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. So we, we both took Jake Paul by knockout. We both have Subriel by knockout, but for the tiebreaker is going to be, I have them rounds, uh, one through six and you're putting five through eight, five through purpose, eight for the purposes of this show. Now we could still both be right if this is in round five or six, but we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think That's I'm true. probably going to put money on both and, and, you know, sprinkle, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to actually do that. Yeah, we're both thinking, though, that Matias is going to get the knockout. Let us know if you think he's going to get the knockout. And most importantly, leave a rate and review. If you're listening to this, it's real quick. Just hit the five stars real quick. Uh, We'll also be back with some more betting stuff throughout the week. Thank you so much for rocking with us, and we'll be back soon.